Plot, Quest for Camelot, 1998. Written by Hannah Ling, an adventurous girl, a young blind hermit, and a goofy two-headed dragon race to find the lost sword Excalibur to save King Arthur and Camelot from disaster. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies, what will you find? A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like he's not blind. A sighted actor overdramatically touching people's faces. And maybe the whole joke is that they're bumping into different places. A spectacular. Welcome to Citizen White Cane, the podcast that hears out every movie, even if we don't see the point. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Bukta. And we are talking about the quest for Camelot oh, today. I'm, I'm so excited. I So I tell like, I, my friends, ask, you know, what do you do? What are your hobbies? And I'm like, oh, I, I podcast with, a, with an awesome blind friend. And we talk about movies. And there's literally their second question is, have you talked about quest for Camelot? <laughs> it's interesting. So. That is the second question of... Um, yeah, I I have not gotten that one yet. As my I told my mom we were watching this and she was like, "There's a blind character in that." <laughs> Which, maybe she didn't see it because the blind is kind of a main oh, character. <laughs> I know, I know. This movie, you will forget this movie the moment you you finish watching it. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Um, hopefully, we didn't, or this would be a very boring podcast. We'd be like, "Wait, is it? A, is that a movie? I know I watched it last night, but wait, so, uh, are we sure it exists?" Um, yeah, no. It is, um, it's yeah, somewhat forgettable, especially if you saw it back in the 90s, 98 is when the movie came out, uh, yes, officially. yep, 98. Um, uh, so during the um tail end of the Disney Renaissance, which is how we actually got this movie because Warner Brothers was like, we got to do this shit, right? Because everyone wanted to be Disney and copy the formula, which is why this movie is basically copy paste Disney but done. Terribly. Very poorly. Very, very poorly. Yeah, and apparently they, like, fired everyone mm-hmm. halfway through making yep. it. Yep. She's good. And, you know, I did, in my little bits of research and whatnot, uh, I did manage to find one of the animators uh, has a YouTube channel. Ooh. And uh, Alexander Williams, and he was the lead animator on the villain uh, of the movie, uh, Ruber. And I always want to say Ruger, and that's not correct. Ruber. Um and he has nothing but good things to say about the production. And uh, grant, granted, it's not a very long video. I did think one of the things he had to say was quite interesting, though. Uh, he, you know, he was very grateful to work on on the film because he actually got to be the head animator on a villain. And if you were working over at Disney or some other that's studio, the highest, he, uh, right? Yeah, that's not right. something you give just randomly give out right. to people. He probably wouldn't have gotten to do that. So he was very. Yeah, everyone wants to animate the villains, right? Yeah, yeah, because the villains are cool. So he was very thrilled to get to animate this villain, and he got to put so much of himself and his ideas into the character the way the character walks the way the character moves the way his eyes twitch like he I was gonna be like you his know, megalomaniac 
like just kind uh, of <laughs> not necessarily the right the writing like, of the character fuck socialism i want all the money <laughs> yeah, yeah but he he also got to attend the uh recording sessions with gary oldman uh, who plays the the villain? Yes. And he got to do like little sketches and things of of expressions that Gary Oldman would make. So he had oh, a right. lot sketches, of drawings. drawings. I was thinking they were like Sorry. doing a little sketch. No, 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 no. drawings. Sketches totally a fair <laughs> yeah. way yeah. of putting that. Drawings. But, yes. um, but it, it was really interesting to hear from someone who worked on it because you, it's so easy to just say the animation sucks, the movie sucks, everything is terrible. I still hold those opinions. However, I understand, you know, there's an army of people that work on an animated movie. Yeah. And every It wasn't you know, that bad. I mean, it's very no. up its time. <laughs> yes. And and in some ways it's like it's kind of well it's a mix like like it's all mixed up in a lot of <sighs> ways. Like they fired half of the people working on it. So that makes it feel Incon- like there's a lack of continuity mm-hmm. and the story doesn't really make no, sense. No, story makes no sense. But it's actually like does a nice thing that you don't do anymore, which is that you do have different animators working on different characters. Mm-hmm. And so there is a kind of a mixing of styles, which yes. is actually kind of a nice thing. And so that's where the kind of like mashed up weirdness of it kind of feels cool in a way that you sure. don't always get to see sure. now that it's not all one kind of unified vision mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know I kind of like the the fact that you know you, the kind of old school way of having mm-hmm. different people animating yeah. different characters it, I don't know No I mean there are there are definitely I try really hard in everything I watch to find the positive like to find something that you like, that you enjoy, because if you're watching something you hate, that's the only way you're going to get through it. And I'm not saying watching this was a slog, but (laughs) but the the glaring errors and the things that I don't enjoy the, about the movie definitely came out again much stronger when I w- having watched this and I in my reviews looking you know looking at reviews of the movie and everything a lot of people would say oh well especially the YouTube people you know I remembered loving this movie when I was a kid and now I'm 35 and I'm watching this movie and it's like oh how did I ever <laughs> how did I ever actually <laughs> willingly enjoy this and I, I must have been an asshole kid because I remember going to the theaters to see this and I came out and I'm like, well, that was garbage. <laughs> that was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah, that seems like the correct way to do it. I mean, like, uh, I don't remember seeing this as, in the theaters as a kid. I mean, 98, I would have been five. So I might have, who knows, I might have. And just, I mean, probably did. My family would take to, us to a lot of animated movies. But, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember watching it at all um i I remember like the marketing push for this was super heavy like the stupid two-headed dragon was everywhere so that prop my stupid child mind probably you know that got me in the door and it was an animated (laughs) movie and i like animated movies and so we we went and saw it but i Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. well, I also like never was as excited as anime, at animated movies until I was an adult. Like, my family, everyone loves animated movies, and there's a lot of love for that. So I was like, I'm the one who doesn't as much. <laughs> um, so, so I, I'm sure if we saw it, I was not the one who was like, let's go see it. Um, so I just don't remember, but I also was probably too young to remember. Um, Watching it, watching it now, I mean, like, I, 
like I was actually like yeah this is this is fine I mean I, I it's it's so ridiculous to just how 90s it is the music is so funny because it <laughs> oh, is the just the music is just so truly oh. could not be any other decade like it's just so mm-hmm. aggressively 90s however, in just such an extremely right. aggressive way <laughs> however in in my book the music some of it not all of it some of it is actually one of the few saving graces of this movie it's, it's just but it's like it's weird it just feels like you're in a super market in 1999 or something oh, like it's just oh, like it doesn't feel like music you would ever put on like it's all music that like you just couldn't escape from in stores <laughs> as like that's it you know and yet and yet the only song and this just blows my mind the only song to, to survive and to get nominated for an academy award we're talking about the academy award nominated film quest for camelot was the prayer and people will be like oh the prayer that song's been around forever blah 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 blah. and you're like actually it has not it came it came from this film wait so and which song was it so um it's the one that goes, uh, I pray you'll be my eyes and watch her as she goes and help her to be wise. Help me to let go. I had to, I sang this for a talent show, so oh, wow. it was very popular. We were uh, talking before about playing clips and you didn't tell me we don't have to <laughs> because you would do a great everything. rendition of it on the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. And then we don't have to worry about like the, um, copyright, <laughs> the copyright police coming just, after it'll us. It'll just be covers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that was beautiful. I couldn't do that. Oh, I couldn't even you. remember that thank song. You, thank you. Um, Is that a famous song that we yes. remember? Yes. Well, okay. In my family, it was famous because <laughs> my mom, you know, I grew up listening to what my mom listened to, and it was all like Celine Dion, Charlotte Church, Robert, Robert uh, Streisand, Josh Groban. So, whoa, whoa. and all, and Andrea Botticelli. So, all of these people have done this song. This, this song is how Josh Groban got famous because Celine Dion was going to sing this song with another person and that other person um, couldn't do couldn't make the, the thing or whatever. So they plucked Josh Groban uh, and was like, hey, do you want to sing this song with Celine? And it just blew up. Wow. So that's this. It's a beautiful song. It's a it's, it's so simple and gorgeous yeah, and lovely. And they will fucking waste it in this movie. Oh, my God. But it was written for this movie. Yes, it was written specifically for this. Movie. So funny. I mean, yeah, it's it's like very I guess it is very emotive. It felt. Yeah, it it's. Yeah. If yeah, it felt very contextually wrong because it's like during a chase sequence. Oh, it's so poorly used. It's so just. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this and I'm just like, wait a minute, could we slow down for a second? Because I'm the tone is the really... tone is so wrong. This this it's mother, kind of a, it's kind of amazing. I mean, I kind of liked it. I think the song would be worse if there was the it was matching the tone. I feel like the the uncanny. <laughs> dissonance and i guess it, like yeah kinda cool. <laughs> yeah and i guess we're i'm coming at it having you know have years to adore this song so like i love this song and right. to see this song used so poorly because it's yeah it that's a very a different context song. for me where i'm like well this song does not fit this scene and it's <laughs> it hilarious feels, it just feels so insulting i was just so sad i was just so sad it's really funny though because they're like it's a it's a very like 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 kind of longing like oh care or not longing be, but like be safe it's be a prayer safe. yeah I mean, it's basically the song and 
the, the title of the song says all it is, is it's a prayer it's a mother's prayer right right yeah i guess that makes sense um and d- so it's very like quiet emotional right like Over- you know it's very muted like mm-hmm. like intensity you have, you have the beautiful dulcet tones of celine dion <laughs> because she was lady juliana's uh, singing voice, right, right. Because uh, everyone had singing voices, right, right. Um, Wait, except and- <laughs> Jerry Oldman and Eric Idle and Don Rickles, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, we'll also have to get to the blind characters. Like, yes, actually- we'll get we'll get there too. Yeah, um, yeah actually. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so the the song plays and there's it's literally a chase sequence. Mm-hmm. So it really should just be like um, like the Mission Impossible theme with, kind of vibes but or something with like that. With all the sound effects. Not muted. Like nothing is muted. Nothing. So the, nothing is balanced. The the mix on this movie. And I, I love. Oh my god, the mix. I was mm, like, it's very modern because mm. it feels like every single voice actor was recording this from their closet. Yes, <laughs> sending it into It's someone. not good. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I couldn't. I literally couldn't understand what people were saying. It's so great! It's like yeah, because it was. I was like, this must have been recorded outside with someone wearing a mask. And then I was like, oh, right, this was during the game. This is not during coronavirus. They were in a studio. They were in a recording studio doing this. <laughs> like, because I had just been listening to a podcast earlier that day where I was like, they didn't like state it, but it was like people together. And so they were obviously wearing masks. And so their voices sounded different because they were obviously all needing to wear masks. And I was like, oh, so the voice actors must have all been like wearing masks, <laughs> not had the best like microphones in their personal studios. <laughs> like, yeah, the, no, that's not the, that is not the explanation for why the mix sucks it's i guess it's just that they fired everyone probably i I guess because i think the mixing i read that like they had been like they were just not really done mixing and that was one of the most that was the thing that suffered the most which i was like yes that is correct that That did suffer the most that checks out that (laughs) absolutely because i was wondering maybe it was just the the version that apple has to rent because i that's where i rented it i thought about that but i was like these mistakes are not something that would ever be these are like have to be baked in like these are baked Mm -hmm. in problems like right because then you you go and watch like i watched some of the youtube reviews and they also play clips from the film and the audio is the same and i'm like okay it's not because it's like definitely that they're the mix is totally off volume wise but it's like the mix is the volumes all fucked up and then there's a lot of places where there should be some background noise but it's just like people like talking in a sound studio you know like it's just like there's not there's nothing there like it's like we're outside but you just have two people talking to each other with absolutely no background noise at all like it's so bizarre <laughs> um it's just like i'm i'm so glad i'm not the i i, I well actually i I knew you'd notice. Yeah, like 20 minutes in, glaring. I was like, oh, Sky, we're going to talk about this. But Sky then is going to notice. Sometimes it's fine. Like, it was mm-hmm. weird. Like, it would, there would be like, and it would be like 20 or 30 minutes of the movie in the middle. It was like, it was totally, I was not noticing the mix at all. And then it like went back to the like shitty thing where it's just, you know, people far away talking into microphones, but there's also no background noise. And I was like, oh, right, the mix in this movie is so inconsistent. But like, they do mix it. They have like, at a certain point, when they're in the Forbidden Forest, like, the mixing is good mm-hmm. like and yeah. they actually have sound effects we yep. have multiple characters we have like does it have a i mean does it have a score it has yeah, all these original songs yes there's plenty of original songs there there is there is underscoring too when it when it needs to be there right i it's not but like it's too memorable but in it's there the, in the forbidden forest we have a lot better sound mixing but mm-hmm. then like 
outside of it. Which, I mean, I get why the blind characters want to fucking go outside of the Forbidden Forest because the sound mixing is so much better in there. <laughs> well, okay. So speaking of sound, speaking of sound, did you yes. did you pick up on the numerous amount of cartoon sound effects that just perpetrates this movie? <laughs> well, it's a cartoon, though. I Well, I know, but here's... Mm. Okay, and so here's what here's what I said I was not like gonna... Mickey Mousing. Well, I mean they're trying to emulate Disney, so they the... got to do some Mickey Mousing. True, true. But the I associate more of like the weird zany cartoon sound effects with with, the, like, with Warner Brothers. No, there are some like things where you're like, is this Looney Tunes? Like right, what right. is happening? But it, it's like that thing should not make that sound. Like we've we've set this. Yes, yes, it's a cartoon. Obviously, it's it's a cartoon. But we've we've set this world up to be grounded. You know, somewhat. Yeah. So, so when someone is running, or when like when the dragon <laughs> swallows the falcon, or whatever, and it's like, you know, and you like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no it is really this funny. This does not work. It doesn't sound the right. Sound to my mixing ears. is just so. Oh my god, I, you gotta love it though. I mean, there's so much fun shit with the sound. I mean, this movie like it doesn't have audio descriptions, but I feel like all of the ridiculous, wacky, like very bad but fun stuff is all in this just. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking so inconsistent and bad sound mixing but it's like but it finds a lot of different ways to be weird and bad and like I don't know you got to give it credit for that yeah I mean yeah I, it, it exists <laughs> there it is I oh I just okay the 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 animation is is fine but it's not great yeah the the it's not. characters are either moving weird or not moving yeah, enough the, there's or a, some weird like <laughs> which it's not like we have one blaringly obvious because it's 1998's like cg mm-hmm. aspect one mm-hmm. character you know that is obviously computer generated you're like what the fuck it's extremely jarring but that you know that's 98 for you um yeah. and oh, the rest is the like, o- you must be talking about the ogre yeah that they meet yeah they meet this ogre in the forest because they're, they're trying to rescue excalibur yeah but i'm think i'm sitting there thinking to myself oh man <laughs> who booted up like the ps1 yeah it's like, really what, bad what video game is this because uh, it's 98 uh, trying to do cg uh, in it uh, yeah it. i mean you know good on them like they tried and 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 and, and <laughs> And they accomplished a thing, but it just doesn't look, no, it doesn't look great. Bad. And this is coming. So, okay. I don't, so I don't know if you found this out in your research, but this is the movie that ruined Warner Brothers animation. It was, wasn't it also one of their first attempts? It was their third. Oh, really? Because they had, was... their first was the Iron Giant. No, that came after this. Did it, was it really this, after? I swear this okay, was in no, my no, reading. Hmm. That doesn't matter. Point is, this movie sunk their animation studio. So movies like The Iron Giant didn't, didn't get make any didn't money. make any money and didn't that my didn't family get the was obsessed with and I do remember right, watching. Right. Because that <laughs> because that movie is a modern animated classic. Yeah. That movie Those also beloved in my household. Right. That movie also used CGI animation. Yeah. And it looks great. A lot more seamless. Holds up. So yeah. and then the other movie was Osmosis Jones, which I don't care. I think that I think it might I I believe it, it, it's in the other order. I think you're right. I think it starts with this one. <laughs> I I I think I've got everything twisted around. But so I did do the research. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I know you, you did, did more research. Did. Here's my research. Uh... Just I got lucky, but I literally just had my computer read me the Wikipedia page. You nice, actually did nice. real research, so I am just <laughs> making fun of you. But I have no reason. No, it's to. okay. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. Um, 
Yeah, but this movie made back like half of its budget. It didn't do well overseas at all. I, I don't think even... it made 31 out of 40. So it's, so a, it's a little so more, it's than like half. more than that. Okay, half. okay. Yeah. I mean, but it didn't it didn't make enough money. Also, fun fact, this movie had to go up against Mulan. This movie <laughs> Seemed like it was influenced by Milan. Uh, yes, it so absolutely. Because well, they like fucking fired everyone. So maybe there is. I think there was a lot of like, fuck. There was a whole thing. She was, she was like, I don't want to wear a dress. And then it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, so she's kind of like boyish. or so, like, And it's like, a, it could have been Mulan. Yeah. But then it's like, but then it just, they don't, it's just completely inconsistent. But and her, then she just kind of is like, oh, I'm going to go do stuff. Right. I don't know. It's but, just like. Here, well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're, if you're going to compare, you know. The, ca- the characters which w- why but Kaylee who is our main heroine in, in, in the movie is f- fucking obnoxious she won't shut up she won't listen to anything <laughs> I don't find her that obnoxious oh my god I she's just a nothing burger of the, of a character which is she's kind of boring which is what I can say for all of these characters it's a I bunch mean, of white bread they're very yeah I mean like they are somewhat but I don't know. I found them kind of like I don't wouldn't necessarily describe them that way. I they I felt like they're just they weren't consistent <laughs> human beings. <laughs> no, they were like, consistent human but beings. But in like a way of like a bunch of people wrote this movie at different times and were like basically the studio just like puppeted a bunch of people to write this <laughs> movie, which I'm pretty sure is what happened. Well, and it shows. So here's the thing. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing though. This movie was originally supposed to be like a PG thirteen, like a dark fantasy <laughs> a la the Black what? Cauldron Why? adventure because if you notice in the opening credits which I had not before but I was watching it I actually watched this one like on my big TV so I was like three inches away from the screen yeah 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 so I noticed in the opening credits that this is based on the book um the the king's damsel very 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 uh, very loosely very loosely because I'm like okay so what is this book do, 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 looks does looks up this book. Yeah, in like the first couple of chapters, we meet the main character. Her name is Wynette. She gets uh, sexually assaulted, <gasps> and then she has to go on this quest for like revenge. That it, I'm loosely, loosely, very paraphrasing. That, love that's those. the book. Yes, that's the book that this movie was supposed to be based on. <laughs> I mean, you and can I'm tell, like, though. You cannot do that. No, hilarious. This is the 90s. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, that's why there's a lot of that gets lost in this <laughs> adaptation. Uh, but, you can't. It's, no. But but okay. it's funny because it's like, I, I don't know, like Frozen gets all this fucking accolades for like exactly. It's, it's this, Frozen is the same as this movie. It's like, it's a girl. <laughs> like, okay, You know, whoa, she doesn't whoa. want girls stuff sure okay <laughs> like it's just like it's so unthought out like i feel like we keep telling disney they did a great job by doing like exactly the same thing i don't see any difference between this and frozen because there isn't there be, well okay i would i would posit that there is there there are definitely differences between this and frozen however animated better well that and the, the, and the characters and the, the characters frozen, are actually the different. frozen people you they they have like two inches I know, of a stomach i know i know that's <laughs> that's a whole nother issue like at least these characters I'm pointing out the differences <laughs> like at least at least these characters are animated you know so that they don't look they look like they could actually be human, human beings. beings. Yeah, which I is, was like, this which is, is so really much better cool. than Frozen because they could, like, that was my number one thing. Is I was like, this is a better version of Frozen because they actually are human proportions right. that are but not. You, sure. Yeah. But if you're comparing, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to go to bat for Disney or anything, but if you're comparing <laughs> like this, the, they are two very different styles of animation. 
Like Frozen is heavily stylized right. animation. This is actually trying to be more realistic. But this drove me crazy because the animation is, the, the character design is so detailed and then it's not. People's faces in this movie don't They're look right weird. to me. I don't know why. I maybe and it's no, it has a bit of an uncanny <laughs> valley. I was trying to figure out what exactly it is. I can't. But it it is, but I'm like, how much of that is like the late nineties and like they mm-hmm. don't have the infrastructure for animating. So it's not like Disney where they've been doing it for a really long time. Like I think right. that probably explains it. The inconsistencies is just that like this is not, you know, it's like, it's a, what are sport metaphors? Like, uh, you're not asking the right person. I know, I know, we're <laughs> terrible people for this, but like, it's the, you know, well, I don't know, the not as good league. <laughs> oh, like major league versus little league. Okay, I can Something do that. Something like that, yeah. Um, but this, yeah, but, this is not the major league animator I mean, no. infrastructure. It's really hard to like this movie because it wants to be Disney so bad. Yeah. And that holds it back. Like, it could totally have been its own thing. The The inclusion of Garrett, uh, the, who's who's a blind hermit, who is awesome. Yeah, we should talk and about him. We should talk about him. Who is awesome and lives in the forest. That's so cool. And that was something That's something I Disney didn't would see, never do. Right. I didn't see my first disabled character in a Disney movie until Hunchback of Notre Dame. Who was a main Which character. my family loved, Hunchback and Hunchback Notre Dame. I don't remember great, a time without that movie. Hunchback yes. is great. <laughs> I don't care. Like, it has major tonal problems. I don't sure it fucking does. care. Don't Hunchback is an amazing movie. And <laughs> my, wait, okay, so Iron Giant and Hunchback of Notre Dame, does it say something about my family that these were their, like, touchstones? <laughs> it says that your family is awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just Mulan, I guess, was my main one. And Mulan is also awesome. I mean, I would much rather spend hours of my life with Mulan than Kaylee. Yeah, it is so funny. Kaylee and what's her mom, Deborah's? I mean, her name's Juliana. Deborah. <laughs> Juliana. Deborah. Kaylee and Lady Deborah. No, her, Juliana is her name. Oh, but they're both such like a nineties, like like it's such like a like a white, you know. So, it's like a soccer mom and and her daughter <laughs> names. They're just like so out because, of place okay, in that world. And I, because what I what I heard was um, when they were redoing all of this stuff, when they had to, they like... They changed her name. They changed all the names, and th- these were names of, like, people on the production staff. Of course kids, they were, because they're the names of children in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. I always thought that was off. Like, her name is Kaylee. <laughs> it's just, like, the most 90s name ever. It's so weird. Which, again... I, Kaylee is a great name. There's nothing wrong with the name Kaylee. It's it, just it's not appropriate. No, it's not. A, I mean, Garrett makes more sense than Kaylee. Yeah, because Garrett's it, still pretty <laughs> weird, but like it is pretty weird because at least, at least, like, like I, Arthur. That's that feels Ar- right well, because it's King <laughs> Arthur. <I know. laughs> Even Juliana. I'm like yeah, Juliana um, is still. You're, okay. I just imagine them all like at the mall in like a tank top, like a pink tank top, <laughs> and it's just I like, couldn't stop. Oh my god. Well, so where do you think they got Ruber from? Yeah, Ruper is also I didn't include any of the descriptions of the movie that involve that name because it just is such a weird name and the 
uh, and the voice that reads the them didn't would just say it in a way where I was like, what is, what is she talking about? Oh, no. And I was like, oh, right, his name is Ruper. <laughs> like, but it just sounds like she's pronouncing a word wrong. Right, um, right. And then she just keeps going. And then I'm like, oh, right. Someone who didn't see this movie would be like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, Ruper. Uh, no idea. Ruber. Yeah, Ruber. Is it and with a B? Yes, it's a B, okay. like rubber. Because I was Ruber. thinking it was Rupert without the T. That, but uh, no, so, it's Ruber. Yeah, I heard many things. I heard Rupert, I heard Rub, Rub, like Rubar, Rubert, and but Ruber is is his name. Ruber or Ruger is another one I kept hearing. Ruger, so I, I would sounds replace, more like a name, right? That I would, is like a cartoon villain. Ruger, I could see being a cartoon villain. <laughs> oh, I just um, I hate his design. I'm I do too. I'm sorry. I feel like bad. I, I feel I feel really bad, especially <laughs> now worry. having having watched the animator talk about it on YouTube and I and like he worked very hard on it and he got to do whatever he wanted, which was really cool. What a great opportunity. Well maybe I they should have real it a little I bit. hate his design. <laughs> I hate everything about him. He's I don't like, really I, like him. I also just hate his character because his character, it's just like the boring. worst villain idea of like this villain wants all the money for no reason and wants to like destroy everything and is evil. And his whole thing is that he's evil. And when his justification for everything is, well, I'm an evil guy, <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> You're just like, like even, what? <laughs> even so, I kept comparing him to Rothbart from the Swan Princess because I also that's another R name that I got confused. Um, even Rothbart has more of a a tiny bit more of a backstory than than Ruber does and Rothbart's backstory isn't any good either it's like he shows up everyone's like Knights of the Round Table let's do UBI we're all gonna be like happy together and like socialism and he's like but socialism but socialism doesn't leave room for me to have all the money he's like well I need more land than everybody else and we're like like, okay why and he's just like I don't care (laughs) I'm gonna commit regicide in the middle of the Knights of the Round Table I'm just like you no 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 no. although um i must say the the opening song of this film kind of slaps i liked Um, i liked it (laughs) the yeah i keep i've they i but i have trouble with musicals they that everything will blur together in my head but these these songs aren't that bad for that they do kind of no they're not they're not Um, well there's there's no excuses for his villain song it's awful, and the and the dragon song is also off. Isn't is isn't his villain song also like a little bit of a weird editing? Like it's just kind of yes. like what's going on? So it's like okay, here's what I watching his villain song, listening to his villain song is like watching um, an improviser try to rap. Yeah, it is, yeah, it, it's either yeah. gonna be it's either gonna be amazing, or they're gonna go down in flames. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, he goes, well, there are, there's, is there flames? It's kind of like, there, because, okay, so he, like, Hall is henchman. I feel like we should talk about the blind character. <laughs> I know. There's just so much to talk about. I know. You're like, this could be a short one. I'm like, I, I don't know. No, you're there's right. Lot to talk you're right. About. <laughs> there's so much to talk about. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. So his henchmen. Yeah, they're just all, like. I guess they're the, um, it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast, I guess. Because it's like yeah. all of the, like, these are just the, and, and or like the Wizard the wizard of Oz also does this, where it's like, these are all the just normal people. And then they're turned into like these weird, you have the bird that's like obviously just made for toys because it's like a bird oh, with like yes. a, 
uh what he, is it called um, an axe an axe he yeah. was everywhere and my axe. too yeah, yeah. And my axe. his name is blade Beak. <laughs> Wait, also that's i name? that's his name i adore the way gary oldman says his name when he comes out of the fire for the first time he's like behold blade beak and i'm like <laughs> this movie's fantastic i'm surprised his name isn't like taylor chad or something <laughs> No, it's Blade Beak. Oh, voiced by uh, Jaleel White of Steve Urkel and Sonic the Hedgehog fame. Wow, because that's I unfortunately I didn't, I didn't Schwartz. I didn't grow up with Steve Urkel. Uh, I grew up with Sonic the Hedgehog, so that's why I recognize his but voice. But not Ben Schwartz either. Not but that Sonic. No, the Hedgehog. no, 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 no. Oh, ben Schwartz, so good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the the uh the animated Sonic. You should look up some clips uh on YouTube. It's pretty hysterical. That's um yeah. I I've never uh I don't know a lot about the Sonic the Hedgehog mythos. I can't say as I as I do. I'm not an expert, but my brother and I adored the animated Sonic oh, stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so so that's this so that's Bird Beak. Bird, no. Blade Beak. Blade Beak. <laughs> Who great name. Just uh, every time, every time he was on screen, I just sighed. <laughs> just like, so I funny. Don't, I don't care. He was I, kind of Olaf. I feel like this is just Frozen. Yeah, but Olaf is funny. O- Olaf. Is he? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think Olaf, I really like this more than sorry. Frozen. Sorry, Ol- mm. Olaf has the potential to be funny. Olaf is <laughs> Olaf is funny in small doses. I don't think so. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, but who would you rather spend time with, <laughs> Olaf or Blade Beak? It's <laughs> just so weird. I don't, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed this. I like that it's just like such a. I don't know. This is kind of like the like crip version of a Disney movie. Like it's yes. so imperfect. Mm-hmm. It's so all over the place. But it's like, <laughs> but there's something so endearing about it. Like and like some of it is just like you just like can't take your eyes off of it because you're like, what is happening? What is going on? But it's like I don't know. It's in a way that's a lot more fun. like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I granted, I am on the very extreme end of not liking frozen because everyone loves it and sure, i don't sure. um but like so this is kind of an imbalanced thing but i there's something about frozen where it's there's a pristineness to it and like i guess i yeah i just i'm like i have a weird thing where i don't like things that are too pristine and like polished that are and that are trying to be mm-hmm. like feminist or something because i'm like no this is like the man is like behind this i don't know mm-hmm. there's just this it's a certain vibe whereas this is I just like it. what the fuck is happening sure. and granted like the way that it was made does not like you should not model <laughs> any other movies on that you should not make movies where the studio fired or like i think they <laughs> left where they i think someone was fired and then a lot of them left it was like yeah it was they, a lot of yes. drama that's exactly what happened they were fired a uh, they fired a bunch of people and then some other people were just like you know what no and then they left right right which well. is not don't do that that's not good guys like that's not, mm. I don't think we should like emulate guess, that but I just the product is it's just kind of more fun to yeah. me <laughs> I guess it's just it's just harder for me because I'm I mean I'm I drank the Disney Kool-Aid a long time ago. Like I'm older now and I can re- I can realize, you know, business practices and like there's some there's some really shady stuff going on at the House of Mouse. So I can I can think critically He's a of, Nazi. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if he's a Nazi. Well, I, I just know. think it's funny to say that. <laughs> 
okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's also it's also funny to say like his head is is frozen somewhere in, inside of Disneyland. Wow, it's I not. Hope so it's, it's really not. Uh, but it's in the statue with him and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I always thought it was in the Magic Kingdom castle, but I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> think about that. Anyway, um, uh, uh what was I saying? Sorry, okay. I derailed. No, you. it's okay. So I've grown like I've grown up enough now where I can critically think about Disney and about what they're pres- like the idealized, um. Uh, the idealized femininity that they're presenting to girls, which is not good. And so like I can I definitely can think critically about Disney. However, <laughs> however, um, I just I you can't watch this and not think about Disney. It's just not all, I mean, the obviously the, the dragons are literally making jokes at Disney, like in their song. You know, which is so, so shameless and bad. They're so weird. That I whole, hate them. They're, it's I hate not them good. so much. It's, their introduction is like with a weird incest joke. Oh and you're my like, God. It's, it's just not. It's I mean, like, not going to lie. Not going to lie. I chuckled because I thought Eric Idle's delivery on that line was great. But it's it's also Eric Idle. I'm, it's Monty Python. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> but um, there's like weird, I hated it. like, there's super weird, like, um, uh, what is it? Gay panic? Like, oh my god, stuff yes. that it's just like, what is happening? Because like the two, they kiss at one point, and then that was oh, also that's like, so gross. aren't they like technically conjoined siblings? Yes. So, so that's like, it doesn't even. It's like that's gay it, panic making it just completely even more. It would be like a, just weird. It would be like a like a pair like a pair. Conjoined, conjoined twins, twins kissing. I don't, that, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't right, know. Right, which is like weird, and that, but that it's like treated like, like. A yeah, joke. I mean, obviously it's a yeah, it's a joke, and then it's like gay panic, and you're like, this just none of this needs to be. Like, first of all, obviously none of it needs to be in there. It's no, no. Oh, up. I can also I can also point to one line that says that this movie did not age very well. Which one? Nobody likes a flame. Oh, R word dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that this I had to stop and rewind because I was like, did I hear what I think I just heard? Yes, I did. Yeah, because I thought he said retardant. Yeah, which is the joke, which would be the joke, but he didn't. There's no T on the end of that word. Cuddle of 98. Isn't that great? Well, you can get away yeah. with it. So yeah. much, so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, there, that, just, I mean, like, you could theoretically do a funny thing with those characters, maybe, sort of, but they, like, just do so many offensive <laughs> things with them. They are like, they're like, also, and then they're sort uh, of queer coded anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but then there's also, like, they get, like, it's just like, no, come back to the drawing board, they're guys. They're also making, they, they are this movie's incredibly shitty attempt to make the genie after robin williams did that everybody wanted this crazy character who spouts pop culture non sequiturs right blah, right blah, right, blah, right, blah. right and that's what they're trying to do and they do it poorly it's so it's funny though so... but that is not like i don't like that if you're gonna create a world it really undercuts it to like just mm-hmm. make a bunch of culture like that always bother me like i'm like come sure. on guys you can do it just seems so cheap to be like, oh, haha, this doesn't belong here. And it's like, yeah, you just like you're like if you're going to do a fantasy, that's just like the cheapest fucking joke you could possibly do. The joke is like, this is not the right time for this. Yeah, I I understand. I get that. I totally understand what you're saying. And I wish I could tell you why I why Robin Williams performances as the, as the genie works, because it does. And I and well, I forgot that he did that, so yeah. I guess it worked enough for me that I don't remember. But it could have been that I haven't seen it in so long, so it could have gone over my head when I was a kid. So I don't know. But um, 
But hoy boy, I just... It's I so and there's them. a lot about them, them being airplane jokes or like the joke <laughs> is like airplanes don't exist. So right, why would they right. be saying and stuff then, about frequent oh, flyers? Right, and, right. So they make all those airplane jokes and then at the at the end of the movie during the battle, like when the when the dragon conveniently drops Garrett off and Kaylee's like, What took you so long? And fucking Carrie always turns to the camera and goes, I had to fly coach. <laughs> you don't know what that means well and there's just like it doesn't make any sense how many there's like 10 jokes about airplanes and like all of them are just like ha ha this is airplanes don't exist in this world but but we're talking like they do the the shitty dragon can make that joke because he's the the one who makes all the pop culture jokes or whatever but it makes no sense for Carrie Elwes's character to say that he doesn't know what it means but there's also like 10 jokes that the entire premise is just like this is something that's said on an airplane this is something related to airplanes. Right, because it's 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 the, the This was before nine eleven. But yeah, they still had <laughs> okay, so many airplane cool. specifics. Oh my god. This is before TSA. Like they could have done way more if they had just waited four years to make this movie. They could have been like, you've been randomly assigned <laughs> to be searched. Um, you can't have well, a mean, water bottle I mean, on this plane. I under I kind of understand <laughs> why. You know, the jokes are made because they're trying to get away from the bad guys and the dragons can't fly. And But yet, you know, we're, we're going to fly away from the bad guys. So let's make a bunch of airplane jokes because that's what's happening. But they're not flying at that time. So no. it's also like, does it even work anyway? Because they're not flying. And, maybe, and so they're making jokes about and, flying. And, and maybe that's the comedy is we're going to make a bunch of jokes about th- this thing, this one thing that we really should be doing, but we can't do. So it's juxtaposition like uh, put your tray tables up i know it's like really like they're not like double entendres or anything they're literally just saying things that get said i don't i i think we're just gonna circle around this point it's so funny it's just it's just so weird how many of them there are it's annoying and it's terrible and make better jokes it's just so much like it's one thing if that was one joke but they do like 10 of these references and they start with being like Houston we have a problem which isn't even airplanes <laughs> right rocket there's rocket ships. ships so so and then but then no more rocket related there's no like count they just say Houston we have a problem and then they say put your trades and tables up and like you know make sure that you've stowed your bag like they're just so funny um yeah so that's the humor you're gonna get with this yep. movie <laughs> okay so let's finally oh my god let's oh my talk about garrett <laughs> yeah we meet him kaylee meets him she gets away from the bad guy and his his mechanical monsters rupert 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 Grint. sorry rupert <laughs> I, I see i put rupert a t. Grint. i even put a t on it oh my god no because <laughs> now oh and he has red hair now all i can think about is is rupert Grint. In like Gary Oldman, and it's weird. Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So she gets away. She gets to the. She gets the Forbidden Forest. Of course, she's she almost gets uh captured again, but uh a falcon named Aiden and he did Aiden and Garrett <laughs> one save her. Yeah. Another. And there's one of those other falcons named Aiden. You know, <laughs> they're a dime a dozen. Classic falcon name. Aiden. Actually, Aiden. I, I have a dear friend whose name is Aiden, so yeah. I like the Were they born, name. like, in the early 90s or late 
on, like 80s? I don't know. I didn't meet Aiden until I moved to Portland. So. Well, I mean, you don't need to know someone when they were born to know oh, true. to figure out mm. when they were born. <laughs> mm. Well, how how are they the same age as you? No, they're a little older. Okay, so I guess maybe that's a little out of the. But I I've definitely known a bunch of Aidens. They're all a, like a few years older than me. Okay, but all it's right. like a I I can't. I mean, I'm sure there were a bunch of like you know people in elementary school when this movie came out they were named Aiden because a lot of them would have been in elementary school so the thing about them naming all the characters after their children of the animators really checks out with Aiden <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah anyway so it's we have Aiden and Garrett Aiden, Aiden and Garrett and Garrett of course saves Kaylee from the from the monsters by disposing uh dispatching them and you know I mean the the first and the most coolest thing that I really like about Garrett, about his portrayal, is he uses a cane. Yeah, he uses a real cane. And he uses it in a way in a that makes way. sense. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's funny because, like, the the canes are, like, we've, on this podcast, we've learned that, like, guide dogs have been around forever, we think, probably. But, like, actually, the, the cane is slightly newer, though. I was thinking, like, the cane, he doesn't have, like, a white cane. He has... No, it's a walking a, it's stick. It's a walking stick. Yeah. So I was like, I bet people also use walking sticks oh, as canes ba- way probably. back when. Like, it does make sense. But, yeah, but he's... But it, 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 yeah, his cane doesn't do that cool thing where you can, like, undo the strap and then, like, let it go flying. It's definitely not a modern cane, but, you know, it's kind of nice to have, like, a, you know, see a character in that era that has right. a real cane. Right. And That's uh, era-appropriate cane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the way that he fights is he, uh, he and Aiden have this symbiotic relationship, and Aiden will caw and squawk and make noise. Yeah, he basically is a cane and a seeing eye falcon. falcon. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's ideal. It's, it's a really good really setup. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And because he has such a great relationship with Aiden and with the forest itself, because this forest is very much alive, everything in the forest can kill you. Yeah. There's grass that is angry and can hurt you. <laughs> um, so he just has this amazing relationship with this forest and he gets to sing a little song about that so his his thing is i'm a like i'm a recluse is that the oh, would that be the right term hang, he's like hang on i'm gonna look up the lyrics to this because i or the first part because i can actually wait, probably should, sing this song oh yeah you were just gonna have you sing all of if it. you would like me to yeah do, do it i think this is better than playing the clips <laughs> okay hang on let me uh let me find it because i was not anticipating this i just know the <laughs> prayer <laughs> i can just offhandedly be like yeah i know that song hang on let me just you know mm. so yeah he sings this amazing song about how he stands alone in the forest and and how Kaylee can't come with him and everything and it's like um <clears throat> like every tree stands on its own reaching for the sky i stand alone i share my world with no one else all by myself i stand alone nice a sped up version but great for the yeah it was very sped up I also, I also tried to like <laughs> make it sound 90s yeah no no that was very good <laughs> i like you. this Thank um you. yeah so he's <laughs> a very uh yeah independent yeah it's kind of like i was like wow this is real bootstrap mentality like very internalized <laughs> ableism some weird it's interesting it's like i'm like what is the political the, the political leanings it's like it's right. sort of like an argument for socialism sure. it's sort of like but, individualism doesn't work mm-hmm. and like you but know here's, here's my counterpoint to that we learn his backstory we learn that he was in, an, in a horrible accident and blinded and that kaylee's father sir lionel 
helped him learn to get, get back on did his mobility feet training. and did, mo- yeah, did mobility <laughs> training basically and then somehow he just ends up in the forest well because society like was mean to him i think he like just experienced ableism is kind of what's implied yeah yeah and then he and then well because because her father dies and right, so i think right. after that nope, he no he doesn't there have an ally him. and yeah. like is and he just and i i read it as he experienced ableism to the point that he decided fuck it i mean okay not to like put spoilers to um legend of Korra right now right but, but here we go <laughs> yeah here we go like what is that like with this i mean like it's not like that big spoilers um, but like, why is it that our blind characters wind up in the middle of the forest, isolated oh, from everyone? Oh, good. I figured you'd pick up on that too, because I was like, mm, he's totally pulling a Toph. However, Toph ended up where she ended up by choice. That, well, because... he did too. I mean, he, you never really. I mean, I don't think. It... But but Toph wasn't like exiled from society. Well, I, Toph is yeah. just. I mean, like very it... solitary. Right, but he I read his character in a very similar way. I didn't think he was like I felt like he just experienced like kind of I saw him as experiencing implicit ableism. That's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, what we experience. And then like sure. his solution to that instead of like trying to fight it is to like isolate himself, which also is like an impulse I understand as well. Like I was like I kind of and and so I don't know how much of it was projecting, but like I was like, okay, well, so he must have just like experienced enough ableism that he just felt like I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, but but he still he did like it's it's hard to say how much of that is through choice and through or through like societal um, expectations on you. But like, it just bums me out because I feel like that's the most dangerous thing for a blind person to, do. or I mean, like mental health wise, it's like yeah. a, a very because it's it's a reaction to oppression that is in the that is a like a self protective you know it's like addiction or something it's like the most maladaptive like like trauma response you know not to say anything about like that it's you know simply not his fault I didn't read it that way but like it I just felt it felt really sad because I was like that is the saddest like um I I mean it wasn't an ending but like if it you know it's a sort of the saddest ending to a character experiencing this blind ableism because especially for like blind people you know we have our connection to the outside world through conversation and people and like to take that away from us feels extremely extreme and to be at the point where you have to go away from that is like a deeply depressing place that I think could happen but there's no happiness in that like that's one of the it just seems so deeply depressing to me (laughs) because that's a response of like the world has just fucked me over so holistically that I am done (laughs) and I guess I just wanted a better I wanted a more concrete reason as to exactly (laughs) why he ended up in the forest I I suppose I was just mad because these characters are are here but they're all half-baked and no one is developed and no one has a, a decent, a, a very decent backstory except for Kaylee and yeah. kind of Garrett. I mean, at least but they have some semblance is, like, of backstories. I think the the comparison between Garrett and Toph is like, I was like, is this a thing? Like, mm. is this, like, what is this coming from? And like, I feel like right. we should probably blind, figure that out. Blind <laughs> hermits, blind hermits in the woods who just want to yeah. be away from society because society bad. Right. But, but both Garrett and Toph are super capable people who right. could totally function 
function in society yeah. with no problem. Right, right. And so, but they're choosing this, but it doesn't feel like they're choosing it from a place of, like, sometimes you hear people are like, I just really like being alone on my own. And mm-hmm. you're like, I can't even wrap my head around this, but you're just, you have that kind of personality. But I just don't, I think with these blind characters, it doesn't feel that way because it's like those stories of people who just decide to go off into the woods are rarely disabled people right. usually and they, fully and able people die. yeah and they usually. die yeah like see, like it, see into the wild yeah into the wild. they yeah, die exactly but but okay i mean i guess as someone who is a very introverted extrovert Ambervert, I, yeah yeah me too i do enjoy my alone time me too i'm, I'm, not, a, I'm i think most blind people are right. ambiverts I, to some extent yeah. yeah i'm not saying i want to fuck off into the forest and never come back but also i don't know i kind of get it well I guess. that's the thing though it's like that, that <laughs> i think i mean i'm also ambiverted i don't know if that is i, I don't know if it is something about blindness because i do think i know almost entirely ambiverted blind people i have no idea though but like i think that so I relate to that as well. And so that's the problem, though, is that like when you are ambiverted and you want to both be in social situations and solitude and have a good mix, like I think and then you also deal with oppression. If you lean so hard into the solitude, that's coming from a really it's coming from a place of feeling completely abandoned i feel like you know it's like coming from a place of a defense defending against abandonment is the way i read it of like saying but i i don't know like i just think that it's not everyone needs human beings even very introverted people do like and i think and i do think that maybe why i know mostly blind ambiverted people is because we really thrive off like one-on-one conversation like that's a very very like good social interaction for us parties are stressful like it's too many people it's like you can't you don't know who anyone is and like it's hard to like really parse what you know there's a lot of noise and that's hard to track and it's just kind of overwhelming a lot of the time um so that's kind of not as fun but then like you want to be able to do you want to have your own space because you want to be able to put things (laughs) somewhere and you want them to stay where they are like you know there's all these things that are nice about that yeah and when you're alone or with a friend who really understands you, you know, no one is all, no one's questioning of you about how you operate and how you function right, about, right. You don't and about how you do things. You do things because you do them this right. way. And sometimes being alone is really nice because you can just stretch out and do what you do in the way that you do it. And and no, no one, one has to. But you don't see, have to explain yourself. All to of those are coming from a place of like this is how I cope with ableism. Mm-hmm. Like those are both. Those are both like other people are shitty. Like the other people could change. Like we just are the ones sure. that are having to accommodate them at right. that point. I think isolation is necessary. Maybe not for everybody. Right. But right. I th- but it's it's definitely for me. It's definitely necessary. I need to be alone yeah. for for a little while. For you know for a day or a couple hours or whatever. But. Yeah, it is this really weird trend, <laughs> and yeah. and I don't know, I don't know if it's even a trend because I can, I can, we can cite like these two these movies, are the two, you know, yeah. but but it's it's, I mean, the hermit as an archetype is, you know, the wise person who's who has gone away from society and and has well, so become enlightened by by doing so, right. Which I guess sometimes you can, you do have those characters have a little tinge of that as well. They're the wise person in the forest. Right. But, yeah, I feel like it's... Well, I, I think it would have made much more sense 
and I would have enjoyed the plot better if Kaylee were the force, the person that has re- that helped him reintegrate into society rather than we're in love. <laughs> like yeah, tw- like twenty minutes into their relationship because they have no chemistry together. Yeah, she's it's definitely she's annoying, and he's much better, but. <laughs> Yeah. She's annoying. <laughs> She's annoying. It's true. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that, like, <sighs> their relationship's very thrown together they in have. the end. And, like, because, yeah. well, and you also, I think you, it's because you don't start with, like, a very concrete justification for him being isolated as well. Like, the fact that, like, what you were saying about how they, they don't give a good enough reason for that. And then the fact, so it makes it so the stakes of him, like, reintegrating into society or muddled because you're like well but yeah what was the thing that caused him to be so isolationist we don't really ever find out right because I mean he gets there and he's just doing his thing and helping Kaylee and helping the resistance and everything and nope not one person is is questioning you know oh you're blind ew you know nobody nobody shies away from him because he's he's a blind person I mean they friggin get married and knighted at the end and nobody is like you can't do that or on the opposite oh my god we never thought a blind person could do that wow well it's nothing none of that happens yeah which is great i mean cool but you know it's weird though because it's also like (laughs) it has a very like rudolphy vibe of like you ostracized him enough (laughs) that he like felt so that's true so unsafe in this situation that he went into the forbidden forest that is the forest trying to kill anyone there Mm -hmm. so like obviously this guy (laughs) is trying to get as far away from this society as Mm -hmm. possible if this is the place he finds solace in so they were had to be pretty shitty to him like and then he say, you know, you save China or whatever, you know, like he saves the day, kind. They saved the day together, sort of, like sort of, kind of, yeah. I mean, he definitely they're a team. They're, they're a team. He he definitely um, helps and and helps so that Kaylee can get to the round table and defeat the villain and everything. Oh, okay. Here's and he drives. Here's, and he he does drive. We get we even get the cliched. Oh my god, the blind person is driving scene. So many cliches. What? We get the cliched love song about like I want to see through your, your eyes. eyes. Oh, that I was so bad. I hate that song. Everybody's like, actually, that song is pretty good. And that was the song that they played on the radio. Like it wasn't necessarily the prayer that they were playing on the radio. Well. It was this song. And I'm just like, I do not like this song. <laughs> it's fine on its own as like a love ballad. But when you when you Taken in the context of this movie, it just is sour. It's I weird. Hate it. Like your, why would your partner? I mean, I don't know. There's one. I was like, that's kind of cute. Because you're like, I like the idea of like, it's not like the romanticness of both of them seeing through each other's eyes. That it's like there's an equity inherent in that understanding and an empathy and and that like i think that is you want a partner that's that's that like as a blind person you want a partner that's like if they're sighted going to be very um willing to see the world from their eyes like that's Mm -hmm. cute like and then it's not just like he's seeing the world from her eyes like that would be way more problematic right and then they have this cute little like she's trying to learn how to spar and fight like he does and and i mean yeah which is cute it is it is nice that she never tries to patronize him yeah you know she's never like i'm the sighted person now don't worry about it i got you like everything you right right everything he's really only underestimated by the villain Mm -hmm. which is kind of like yeah which i mean like granted probably unrealistic but 
But it's funny because, like, who was ostracized? Now the more I think, it's funny. It, it bothered me less watching the movie because I was like, yeah, ableism, duh. But I'm like, <laughs> so we have this socialist. Like, they're going after this, like, you know, fascist guy that wants to take over everything. But he, like, went away for a while. Like, he, like fucking Garrett right. ran away during the time of, like, peace and socialism. So right. what, like... The, the, timeline, <laughs> the timeline makes no sense. Because it's, really like, it's like them. 10 years, but there's nothing that says, like 10 years later or there's nothing to suggest that time has passed except well, they're older. except for they're older and and her father's death right. so i'm just like well, but her father dies I'm... at the beginning of the time period i would think right yes. i mean we yeah. don't really know how much time because we see the first scene we meet him and her mm-hmm. and she's like oh i'm gonna be a knight someday and which i like, mean it's no a very... you're not you're a woman but see well. i don't know i feel like this is like sort of like as ham fisted as something like frozen <laughs> with just like but I mean like I don't Disney doesn't even do disabled characters so it's not even mm-hmm. like it does like so he was also getting the like woman in a Disney movie treatment which was like I don't know kind of nice because Disney's not even willing to do any disabled characters so it's like <laughs> I, I mean you know I don't like it's not my brand of feminism at all uh, I mean my brand of feminism isn't a brand at all it's really there's no corporate backing behind it whereas Disney is definitely very corporate but like <laughs> don't really get that kind of feminism of like well she doesn't need a man and it's like okay but what about like if she what if like she had an equal partnership with right. someone I, else I would have much what, who cares what gender they are right. you know like that's more I would have much preferred like a Pacific Rim style ending to this where they both become knights and they both go off in a mutual friendship because they've been through through trauma together and they both go off in their nights. I don't understand yeah. what being married has anything to do with, with anything. Right. Why do they have to get married? I guess for me, I don't mind that stuff if you're going to also have queer relationships. It's mm-hmm. a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a problem when it's always cishet relationships. Like, I, like, I think it's nice for kids to have a variety of examples of how... I think that's really healthy to show kids a variety of relationship, like, romantic relationship types. And, like, and and as long as it's not all cishet, I just get annoyed when it's all very cishet. Like, right. that's annoying. So but... here's, here's where my growing up with Disney comes, comes into play. Every relationship is that. Yeah. Every relationship except for Mulan. The, except for Mulan, sorry. The girl <laughs> the girl finds her and in, in the first frozen, I'm sorry. The girl the girl because finds her. They don't her, do anyone, right? Isn't that the end? Well, I mean, Anna and Kristoff get together, but the the key relationship in the movie is Elsa and Anna's. They're sisters. They're not they're like sisters. They're not friends. So it's right. not like they're, they're a couple or anything. No. They're sisters. But when all you've seen is that is though are those type of relationships, the the princess finds the prince or the prince finds the princess, and then at the end they get married and they live happily ever after. When that's the bulk of what you're seeing, yeah. because that was the bulk of what I saw. Right. And now, all of that stuff just rubs me the wrong way. I don't. I, yeah. Marriage. I feel that. Marriage is marriage, and if you want to show marriage, um, a queer marriage or or a cis a cis head marriage, that's also uh that's also fine too. I'm just like there are so many other stories that we could tell and there are so many other endings of these stories that we that doesn't could tell. have to end with marriage. Right. Well, and I think that like, yeah, if you have a cis relationship, you want it to end with a thing where like the marriage is not really 
you know, they don't even need to get married. You know, like right. if you have a relationship where it's more about the equity between the two people, mm-hmm. I think that could be that's the best way to do cis head. It, it comes out of fucking nowhere, though. That's my well, yeah, that's no, that's thing. what I and and it's like I guess there's some <laughs> equity, and then there's it's a disabled like man and a and a woman at a time where women did not have a lot of. Uh, right. So I guess there's kind of they're both <laughs> society fucks with them both, except for the except for you know it's like a utopian society. So in the end, they they're never gonna be fucked with again. I guess. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> there's I mean, you know, so it's like I I don't know that could theoretically be cute. I don't like see. I think they're what I get frustrated with is I don't think just not having a relationship is progress. It's just like, okay, sure, this is another kind of story. But to say it's progress is offensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean, even having, like, true queer characters that are very, like, canonically queer in the same way you have canonically cishet-like characters. I think that, I mean, I, I even though in some ways I'm like, well, yeah, duh, we should have had this a long time ago. I think it's technically progress. Like, that would be progress. That would be nice to see and it would nice be nice to see most of these movies be that. None of them are that, though. There's no real queer relationship. And I just, I'd, I'd much rather see a queer relationship mm-hmm. than I would just, they don't, no one dates each other. Like, I just, I don't care if no one dates. There's a bunch of movies that aren't about people dating each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd much rather actually see, I, it's just the, like, we should get cookies for not having these characters date anyone. It's like, <laughs> no, you don't get cookies for that. You don't get fucking cookies. For not having your characters date someone, that's not feminism. <laughs> like, it's not feminism that they just don't date anyone. That's, like, you have to do a lot more than that. You can't just not have a thing. Like, it's just progress is not just not doing a thing. Like, right. if you say really racist stuff that you stop saying it, I mean, like, I guess it's sort of progress, but it's like, you gotta do a lot more than that. Like, that's not, like, it's, you really shouldn't even get any acknowledgement for doing that. Like, you, okay, you're at your base level. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like, like, congratulating people for stop for you know that they didn't do something i just i don't know i I suppose (laughs) i've i suppose i've gotten to to a point now where i would rather watch a queer relationship or no relationship at all yeah well i I, I guess i would also i just want them all to be queer relationships sure sure because yeah i mean it's it's all it's all growing up that's that's what i thought was normal what i saw was normal was a a guy and a gal that type of relationship and I know now I know there's so much more there's so many oh, yeah. different kinds of relationships and well and the power imbalance too like there's mm-hmm. always a weird power imbalance and I think that that's part of the problem is they're not just cishet they're also like cishet with a like weird power dynamics mm-hmm. like and that's the thing that really I mean, bothers me and too I, I guess it's cool at the end of this movie that they're yeah they're, they're equal power they're, dynamics. there's yeah. there really aren't that, well, because one no. of them's just yeah, you get two different oppressed groups, so yeah, it's better than some of the yeah. like real. It's not Sleeping Beauty or whatever, right? right. <laughs> well, and so and uh, so one of the thing, one of these things are the, that happened at the end of this movie really stuck in people's sides, like a thorn in their side. So, um, and I think we'll have a very different opinion on this uh, than yeah. them. So they have the final fight at the at the at Camelot. There's the climax with the battle and everything, and they trick. Ruber into re putting I can't think of a better word um, into putting the sword back in the stone right right because then it's day. locked because it's locked back in the stone I guess because well by, yeah because Arthur's the only one who can take it out right, the whole thing. right okay so by this makes sense to me sure all right all right um, <laughs> so by this point Ruber has uh, magically enchanted the sword so that it 
stays on his arm. So he has a, a blade hand. Cool, I guess. I don't know. That's very 90s to me. Like, extreme. Yeah, so Um, ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, point is, is he stabs the stone and everything goes, the magic healing ray happens and he disintegrates and everything goes back to normal. Woo, woo, woo. And the thing that people are so upset about is Garrett doesn't (gasps) get his sight back. What? Yep. People are upset about that? They're like, I don't understand. I think that is a million years that would happen. Yeah. They're like, I don't understand why the sword healed everything and changed everything back to the way it was supposed to be. It's actually really nice and progressive. It's really refreshing. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't become sighted. He stays blind. I forgot that could even be a potential thing because why the fuck would that ever be a thing? That would be so offensive. I guess because like he's learned to accept himself and maybe the magic can just sense that or whatever. But I mean, yeah. Or maybe like like the magic. Well, because, oh, yeah, because the horses were like during a fire. Was that fire like He's, because he of... says he no it's it's never stated what the fire why the fire happened he says there was a fire and I was trying to get out he of the stable and your I was kicked least in the head favorite, by a horse. which was I was like oh no Melissa trampling <laughs> yeah I know I that was not fun well the trample um, in and got kicked in the eye your yeah. two least favorite things I'm like please no 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 but yeah he fell over got trampled and got kicked in the head by a horse so he lost that's and that's how he lost his vision but it's never stated why this thing happened it just happened right so the fire could have been during socialism maybe who knows i mean so then it wouldn't it would truly make literally no sense at all for as everything goes back to right. normal or back then everything was built and covered in thatch and all you needed to do was look at it funny just to make yeah. it start on fire fires are like we are so lucky to live now because we would like <laughs> literally be burnt we would <laughs> literally burn in a fire that would have be how we died if we weren't living the probably, last like probably i mean we're like sadly we're like to live in this country at this point because it's really like mm-hmm. fires are serious <laughs> they're mm-hmm. fucking serious they kill they have killed historically many people especially i mean especially during the beginning of industrialization is like actually probably created even more fires but still there's not fire safety is a pretty new thing um so so, yeah, it is like it does. Fires are not the villain didn't necessarily cause the fire. You know, the fires just happen. <laughs> like, so it is. But it's funny because it is kind of unclear what's his whole what is like we hear his backstory. We hear how he becomes blind, but it's very un, out of context. Like, um, it's very funny. But yeah, so he but like funny, okay. funny strange not funny haha yeah i mean yeah i love when movies don't work um and they make notes like <laughs> when things went wrong is one of my favorite things uh, i love it um but yeah so okay so everything that goes back to normal is just stuff destroyed by rupert grin or whatever. or <laughs> nice uh it's destroyed or changed so everyone who took the potion gets to be normal right again. they get to they get to have the weapons right 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 from right, their right. bodies yeah. yeah, so it's all things that were, like, very, very, like, obviously because of Rupert, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, he, he caught everything that goes back to normal are, like, directly caused by him. True, yeah. So, and we have, like, it was just a fire and a horse trampling that was completely out of context was mm-hmm. what Garrett went blind from. So why the fuck would he, why would that affect him? Why would this affect him at all? I th- And I think that's a really good bit of logic. And that's what I thought about when all these, all these people on YouTube that I watched were like, he should get his sight back. I'm like, mm. <sighs> no, because I don't think magic 
works in in that way. Arthur gets his arm healed, um, that but his arm was broken by uh, Ruger. Ruger, oh, damn it. Whatever his Ruber. name. We don't have <laughs> to his, say his and name. His right? henchmen, it's a dumb yeah. name. Also, side note. Um, Watching Ruber abuse his griffin made me sad and very yeah, upset. That was like really, truly. I did not, not good. enjoy that. He hurts this poor griffin, and this poor griffin is just trying to be his be a griffin and do a good job. Yeah, he's just trying to like do what is best. It's really yeah, upsetting. It's, it's like upsetting. truly upsetting. It was like, really oh my God, This is like a children's group. <laughs> this is not. And he's cool. like always pulling like on super. He's abusive. always pulling on this poor thing's ears, and w- w- at one point he grabs like his eyelid and yanks it up, and I'm just like, it's stop. Like, I, it's like pretty hardcore just abuse. Stop. <laughs> like, it's, it's really, really it's upsetting. really sad. It's not funny, and I think it's played for laughs, and it's not funny. Yeah, it's really disturbing, and like, yeah, just very like that. That's the problem with this villain is he has no motivation, and sometimes he'll just have flashes like this is like really like just abuse. It's like really disturbing, and like feels like yeah, it is kind of played for. La- it's not given the space that like it should have. No, and for, the like, Griffin, how and the Griffin legit doesn't abuse it is right, and the Griffin doesn't have a redemption arc either. Like. The Griffin no. doesn't get to come over and be good or whatever or get one over on Ruber. You know, the Griffin just gets chased by the dragons who can suddenly breathe fire and fly because cooperation or some shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, my God. We, yeah. Um, oh, um, before sorry. Before we keep going, um, the, the editing in this movie yeah. is awful. Uh, the song, just the Which song. Which things? The, Oh God, the songs um, are just kind of shoehorned in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know how to begin or exit a song like yeah. in an actual <laughs> musical. Yeah, um, good scenes at that. will just end without yeah that being didn't, resolved. It's weird because sometimes those will bother me. I didn't really notice it as much in this because I think there was just enough wrong that I was already... A, I mean, maybe you're actually right and I was just too distracted <laughs> by other things that were wrong. I don't know I don't know why it just stood out to me like a sore thumb on this particular viewing, but oh my God, it just... Well, scenes just stopped and ended and then they would insert these little weird yeah, scenes for that, no yeah. reason. And I'm like... We could have excised all of this and this movie could be over sooner. I don't understand why this was left in. It doesn't move the story along. It, I don't get it. It's, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, there, there is like, there were a few times, I think before actually meeting Garrett, I looked to be like, how long is this movie? Oh my God. It's, oh my God. Like, like I did that for the first, like, that's like the first 24 minutes. And, yeah. and I also, yeah. part of it was like, there's a blind, we're going to have enough to talk about, right? Because there's no blind character yet. Um, <laughs> oh, no, plenty. But then, yeah, plenty. once he gets introduced though, like, because he, I mean, he is like in the, in whole he's in a lot of the movie and he also once he's introduced is in many most of the scenes so mm-hmm. he is a major mm-hmm. character um he just doesn't get introduced well, he's the last one of the last characters to and, get introduced right and my main comparison between this and frozen because uh, uh, yes i did have a comparison is um so in frozen uh, obviously spoilers for frozen if you haven't seen it <laughs> we're just spoiling all the things we <laughs> everything can to spoil <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna spoil it all um but so Kristoff decides to leave Anna at at Arendelle so that Hans, her beloved, at least we think he is at this point, can can take care of of her. And Garrett kind of sort of does the same thing. He won't go back to Camelot with Kaylee because, because he's like ableism because reasons because like, ableism. Yeah, he's like ableism. I'm a reckless. I don't like being around people. Right, right. And which is like you obviously already know that's not true. Like you obviously have already figured out that you're lying to yourself. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's whatever. that was the biggest. Honestly, that was the biggest comparison to Frozen for me because immediately, and then Kaylee takes like two steps well, and gets captured. So right, and then and it's kind of it's the whole thing. It's like unfair to her because it's at a point where there's a time it's taking, and like she needs to save everyone, including her mom. Like obviously, it should she should not be choosing between those two. And his reason is just like they were mean to me, which is like yeah, okay, like you're disabled welcome to the world yeah, she's like yeah, of course yeah. they're mean to you <laughs> like, like i'm sorry dude but you need to like you need to fully become a disabled person because you're not there yet um have some, <laughs> ha- have some friggin' agency for yourself right. come on and, let's exactly. go and also the fact that like this is obviously a person that can advocate for you and so this should change the calculus somewhat like before you like literally the reason why you were okay before while you were there was because you had an advocate who's gonna advocate for you her dad like and Mm -hmm. now you have her and she's gonna advocate for you so it's like you need to like think about this logically a little bit more that like the situation could be different not on top of that like they you're in you have not like seen the journey to the end so there's still like danger so if anything he's just like make sure everyone's okay like you know because he has a lot of skills that he can use right like and so the fact that he's leaving is actually like weirdly like a kind of an aggressive move right because he's like i'm not gonna help anymore right and plot wise i just i hated it because it's cliche. Like, we all know he's going to come back at the 12th hour when she needs him but the most. But it happens, so, like, so, so quickly that yes. he has to come back. So, but why do we have to do this? Like, yeah, I don't understand why we have to do this. It's so cliche and it's so it's dumb and it's not executed properly. And it mm, Well, but it's that's yeah. never executed prob- um, properly because no, it never no. makes any sense. Even, well, even when it happened in... Frozen. Like the only reason I was kind of sort of not thinking it was cliche in the first Frozen is because I didn't know Hans, you know, is a twist villain. But now I know that. So every single time I I go back to Frozen, it's like, oh, well, we have to go through this shit again. Yeah, it's mm. it's, it is really like it bothers me because it is just such a it is a weirdly aggressive. It's so aggressive to do that. Like it's truly abandoning someone and like and not trying to like work through your own issues like I don't know it just seemed weird it's always feels weirdly selfish and also like not just selfish but also like really not even that good for him like him isolate like if he went with her he would be in a better position because he would have like you know more connection socially and like would probably have higher self-esteem and would like have a probably be healthier and have a better life (laughs) you know like it's also just stupid for him and it's also weird you know on top of it being like weirdly aggressive towards her so it's just like it just makes no it just makes no sense because he's like the whole time he knows I guess that he's just gonna abandon her at the end of this but like and then but then she like is obviously like why why are you doing this but she but then she's also like but I need to like get to the ticket right I I can't have this conversation now also points points at at watch (laughs) I gotta go bro I really don't have have time to have this conversation with you right now are you coming with me or are you not okay bye it's like this is a denouement conversation guys like this is not (laughs) this is not the time to be this is when the danger's over that we have this kind of like you know you know war. this is a conflict right, right. once and we then, end that conflict right. and then you can decide you can decide if like society isn't gonna accept right right and then that that drama like, feels earned because it makes sense quasimodo didn't wait and be like uh maybe i shouldn't go save esmeralda <laughs> or whatever no 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 he broke out of notre dame he swung down and he freaking saved her so, <laughs> so spoilers for <laughs> yeah, hunchback, spoiler of notre dame. hunchback of notre dame yeah 
Yeah. Um, but there was there was none of that like I'm not gonna the you know and and then. But then he yeah. does instantly come back because oh, he's like, oh, she's in danger. Yes. It's like, yeah, of, of course. course she's in fucking danger. Yes. You guys are doing a very she's, dangerous thing. Right. She's one woman. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not I'm not super angry that she gets captured like two minutes in going to Camelot because honestly, that inevitably that was going to happen. Right. Maybe and maybe she wouldn't have gotten captured with Garrett and maybe they both would have gotten captured. And so maybe it is good that Garrett stayed away because then he could he came in with the cavalry and was able to like turn the tides of the battle. So maybe maybe that works. Right. But it, it's it's all so cliché and I'm so bored and it just Yeah, it was dumb and it just also was like, "What? Come on." Like I always feel like those are so unjustified. Like this is like just not the kind of yeah it's just not the kind of thing you'd be doing at this time and it's also just like i wish sometimes when people were like no never mind i'm just gonna be all alone i'm so sad just be like fuck what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like, like stop feeling sorry for yourself like come on like you know it's just like if you at least empathize with the other human being there who's like hey like i want you to be my friend or hey oh you know i don't know whatever but yeah i do agree with you that the relationship is very forced Oh, with a sledgehammer, is yeah. it forced? It's it just is... kind of turns on a dime, and you're like, okay, okay, yep, sure. <laughs> yep. All right, they have they have like one sparring session, and she kind of looks at him like, oh, wow, ah. and then he gets hurt, and then he heals her, and then they sing that stupid song, and now all of a sudden they're in love, and this happens in the span of like 15 minutes. Yeah, of the movie. Of, but even yeah, within the, the story, it's like less than a day. Like, because my first thought was like, you met him less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> right. And he also were like, both of you were like, really not having, like, you're very icy. He was very icy towards her. And she was like, what is your problem? Why are you so icy towards me? Which is, I guess that's fair. Um, but, but like, uh, it was just the, the turnaround on that is just completely ridiculous it's just, and unearned. No. Yeah. yeah that's, I, I think that's what makes me the most angry angry is it's unearned it's yeah. just it, this is just happening because well you it's also happening. just don't need to set them up as being that antagonistic to mm-hmm. each other like that's the other thing is like sometimes when people who are interested in each other read they're they like are interested in each other <laughs> like, that's right. the other thing they don't too. have to fight about everything <laughs> yeah. hello like op- sometimes sometimes opposites don't attract sometimes two people who are actually have shit in common and want to be around each other and want to have civil conversations with each other hey sometimes they're they wind up together yeah. yeah who knew who knew oh my who god who would have thunk it wow. no but they have to be like actively antagonistic to each other that's, that's the only way a love and that's another 90s rom-com yeah cliche. definitely definitely you know and which is like this one kind of i mean i think it's it's helped by it's just complete lack of structure in that you like it could be rape culture but it just doesn't have his shit together enough to like do the full rape culture so it's just like okay okay, this this is just bizarre this movie I swear this movie is just a series of events that happens (laughs) I mean (laughs) it just I feel like I like it has like you know it has some the room qualities of just like whoa this is like this is kind of fun that this that, that, that this was a movie there and then you know and some of it like I don't know it's like very just kind of random I think it throws a lot of shit at the wall um it it lags sometimes and then other times it doesn't I mean like honestly I was expecting it to be a lot worse than it was sure. personally sure. like because I was expecting something <clears throat> offensive and like you like the dragon characters are kind of offensive like 
they're they do have like they probably hold the the mo- the majority of the offensiveness but like it's not like you have a blind character and and like even as like a female like uh heroin i always it just sounds like the drug so I'm, as, <laughs> a female hero a female yeah protagonist, female hero. yeah whatever like in a you know uh a action move you know someone who's act like a who's fighting stuff like i feel like it doesn't it could fall into more traps like it's just kind of i mean but part of it is because it doesn't have its act together so it's like not very sexist because it's not like trying but i kind of like that it's like it's not really trying very (laughs) hard and so in the end it winds up being actually probably less offensive (laughs) because the more they try the more offensive it gets usually right because i mean you say you say that they're you know they're throwing they're throwing a bunch of shit up against the wall my problem and seeing what sticks my problem is is the shit for the most part, the shit that they're throwing against the wall, Doesn't except stick. for Garrett, is an original shit. Oh yeah, I but yeah, just tr- try something different, and they and they did Garrett, and Garrett is actually probably the coolest part yeah. of this movie. Well, that's what I mean. I think that that's like what's interesting about it. It's like I mean, the thing is, a lot of people and a lot of money have to go into animated movies, sure. and so they're a lot of cheap. times they're not very original. And like, mm-hmm. there, it's not always true, and there are many any exceptions. So it's not. I'm not saying prove me wrong. There's many <laughs> things that prove that wrong. Yeah. But like, you know, it is still you don't it there's not as much when you especially when a studio is make at a time where the studio had a lot of control over it there's you know it's just not going to be original <laughs> you and know when, and the whole the whole point of this movie is they're they're trying to beat disney at their own game right and they were they're just not doing stuff that is the caliber of disney and again i'm there are there's millions of animated things out there and Disney is definitely not the end all be all of animation however they were deliberately trying to copy Disney. Yeah, but like, see, I guess I'm I'm like as my anti-establishment. I'm like, that's sure. what I kind of like about it. Sure. Is it's just okay. like it's not doing a great job at making a movie really at all. But like, I kind of like that. That was the that was the idea. It was like we're gonna do what Disney does, but we're just gonna not have the money or the skill. <laughs> we're gonna do it better. Ah! <laughs> and then it was made by. I mean, obviously, again, I don't really want any movies to be made that way. I'm not promoting right, this. Right, like this. Right. Is not a good way to make a movie but i like i think just for me i just maybe it's just i feel like dizzy gets too much credit for things i think that they're they are very formulaic and i and i think that why we're like oh it's you know emulating the formulas because the formula is not very good i think if it was a better formula then it, you know maybe that actually wouldn't be as glaring because you could have like potentially better stories i think a lot of the stuff they do is not it's just not that exciting and they get a lot more credit for it for like they feels like establishment they're like the joe you know they're joe biden or whatever and it's just like (laughs) i just don't i just feel like they get way too much credit and like really they just figured out what works and i get pissed off when like very like uh artistic minded people are like yeah you know it's really great you know these are classics it's great mm-hmm. and i'm like Ugh. like and I, I mean a lot of people do this but like i don't know i just don't i don't feel great about it because i i don't think they'd really push any boundaries and i think they hold back culture in a lot of ways um i think it would be i think it'd be really fun to like watch all of these with you and talk about them because the i'm Disney movies yeah because i'm not saying I'm not saying that I hold that I, I hold a lot of the Disney movies up on on pedestals, especially now. I think if you would have talked to younger me 
Right. Absolutely. Like, they, that was the end all be all of animation. And I refused when I was little because I was an idiot to watch any other animation or any of the an- other animation that I watched was just immediately dubbed inferior because it was, wasn't Disney. And then I watched Spirited Away. I was going to say, what about and Miyazaki? My, I know. And my mind was fucking <laughs> like, what blown <laughs> wide open. Yeah, I know. I was, oh, yeah, so I was an idiot again, child. my family, we, yeah, no, that was, I think we were seeing Miyazaki's before anything else really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in my family, it, as far as animation goes, you had, you know, Disney and Looney Tunes and whatever the hell was on Cartoon Network that my mom was okay with us watching at the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, yeah, no, we had a lot of, Miyazaki was, was a, yeah, a main mainstay in my house. Spirited Away was like, whoa, there's a Miyazaki that they're getting a, it's getting a theatrical release and for Miyazaki. This is cool. <laughs> We're not just watching the VHS. I was, I was so angry. I was so angry the year that Spirited Away won the Best Academy Award for uh, animation. Did you a- not watch it? Um. This was before I had seen it. Well, it. I was angry because it beat out whatever the Disney movie was on, was nominated. I can't even tell you what the Disney movie was that was nominated. Oh, but no, I can, I I can know, tell you though. everything about Spirited Away. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just like... It good. Oh, they, I'm glad it they, was so good. It won. It should have. It definitely deserved. Yes, it's a it's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. But I would love to watch a lot of the old school or '90s stuff with you and just like talk about it because I think it that would, would be, be really interesting. interesting. Well, because but I think that like okay, like uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Actually, from a disabled perspective, offensive. <laughs> truly offensive like not even remotely as like well done as Garrett is. you know because Garrett it's like a disabled character like actually not bad like I mean no we not should bad probably at all. like get into I feel like just yeah it's to, time yeah. We, yeah this has been fun I, yes. there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about I don't think like even if it's longer things because we had a lot of cool yeah. things to yeah, yeah discuss yeah. about it but I think that like as a character he's He's really not that bad. No. And like even and you saying cool. the thing about like him like people being mad he his eyes weren't like he wasn't given <laughs> sight for some fucking mm-hmm. reason. Like that makes me like the movie even more because it like I, I mean, I'm sure it was just like just people weren't paying attention and that's why they did a good thing. But like <laughs> but like that I also oh my god and I also read some reviews where they were like you know they barely remember the characters blind which is what they always say when you have a better blind character that's more realistic and it infuriates me mm-hmm. and I'm like if you are sighted and you're fucking talking about this movie you shouldn't be allowed to you should get a dislike you should get a blind person because you can't fucking say that shit you can't be like wow this character is actually like a real human being who's blind they are the writers must have forgot they're blind like oh it makes me so mad i mean granted (laughs) you know people people are comparing like garrett to daredevil and yeah okay i get it he is a bit of a super crip sure but yeah, you know, but as, that's not the. I mean, he's a super crip because yeah, you're in a fantastical world. Yeah, yeah, so it's a fantasy world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she exactly. also behaves in a way that is sure. unrealistic. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. you know, and I think that that is definitely a valid. You could validly critique it, but it 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 pisses me off when they're like they forget that they're blind. I'm like, when did you forget he was blind? Because we watch a lot of shit where you forget they're blind, and then people will say like, oh, it's actually good because the, the blind character at some point was like. I want to see you know and then they're like very good realistic good they remembered they were blind but then when you have a capable blind character there's obviously blind like there's nothing he did that made him seem sighted he didn't look at anything and it's animated so he could actually have consistently non you know eye lines be consistent so you know it's actually
actually really not bad. <laughs> so, oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> if you review movies, please, God, like, if oh, don't say they forgot that the character is blind. Like, think of like, just talk mm. about just talk about the blind character. Hell, just acknowledging that the character is blind is a really good first step. Right, and also just making it so that they, I, yeah, that he's his blindness is part of his character but it's also not like he's he's not sitting around being like oh i'm blind Mm -hmm. like he's just a capable human being and it's an identity it's just like it's like why is this like black character not talking about their descendants of from slavery or so you know like it's just like what the fuck it's not always about that precious sometimes you just live your life one of the (laughs) one of the cool things about watching all these a bunch of YouTube reviews is a lot of people are like, yeah, and they, uh, obviously they talk about, they do acknowledge the fact that, you know, Garrett is blind, but a lot of people are talking about how this might have been one of the first instances they were introduced to a character, especially a character in an animated film with a disability. Well, this is my and favorite. And that's really cool. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that is infuriating about this movie, which was when I was like, ooh, I want to do an animated movie for the podcast. Let me go find a list of, of mo- animated movies. And I typed in animated movie with blind characters or animated movies with blind characters. And, and Google was like, Quest for Camelot. <laughs> and that was it. Oh, and every thinking, single hit was Quest for were Camelot. Were you thinking of Quest for Camelot? Yeah, it was just like, it was It was basically like, did you mean Quest for Camelot? <laughs> And I was so oh, mad. No. I was like, "This really? Are you fucking?" There's one. Think, like, no matter the movie, there should not be one. <laughs> right. And I think that's really sad that this movie was just shelved and panned so critically, and people just forget about it, and they forget about this character, and they forget that he's disabled, and justice for Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. oh, it's just yeah. That is that's the most infuriating part of that. It's like yeah, it's remembered as a stupid movie that's bad. It was trying to be Disney and failing, and you actually like really did have a very decent blind animated character, and then that's it. That's all you get apparently for also, all of the history because Disney's not doing it because fucking no. Disney is ableist as shit. I mean, seriously, <laughs> what other disabled characters are in Disney other than Little Mermaid? Well, Quasimodo. Yeah, Quasimodo. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would have to sit here and like think for a while, but Quasimodo is definitely the first one that comes to mind. But I, it's interesting. I've never looked at The Little Mermaid through the lens of disability. I've always looked at it through like the lens of feminism, and her having her give up her voice is so much more infuriating to me. Yeah, as a as a concept. Now, granted, this is coming from someone who. Uh, owned a copy of Little Mermaid when she was little and watched it so many times the tape literally <laughs> fell apart. Not even not not even joking. It fell apart. Um, Probably having a mind. So too. I love the Little Mermaid very much. But yeah, I think for me it that is the most infuriating part. That However, she gave up her voice. Right, that she gave up her voice. However, um yeah, I think I watching mean, that's it, the thing is it's like if you think about it from a disabled lens, it's it like He's not only super sexist, also very ableist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it manages to be extreme on both of those things. Ta-da! Yeah. Anyway, I uh, don't want don't to go off on another uh, tangent. I could talk about Disney all day. But, like, I mean, yeah, I think, but I, I don't think Disney does very many disabled characters no. at all. And they definitely no. don't do characters where their identity, like, we read disability into characters. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess Quasimodo technically is a disabled character contextually but it's it feels very far from uh like the experiences of disabled people you know what i mean like i think there's something about garrett that's just kind of like chill like it's just like he's just you know it's just like how some people are blind (laughs) and some people you know and that that shapes their decisions but at the same time it's also just like he's a dude like he's actually 
a character. You know, not a lot of the characters are super well thought out, but like he's probably one of the more well thought out characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's more consistent as a character. Like you can actually, like unlike most movies you, we watch, I felt more like the the movie was letting us into his world more mm-hmm. than any, almost any other characters and like in some ways. And he's voiced by the uh, the incredibly gorgeously voiced Carrie Elwes. So yes. get, listening, getting to listen to Carrie Elwes speak for you know an hour and a half is awesome. Yeah. I'm very fine with that. I'm totally okay with that. I mean, his, <laughs> he has a lovely voice. He's not his stuff is not bad. I like it's yeah. It's a real bummer that that's like that. This is completely. It's just buried in in a you know shit kind of. It's a bad. It is a bad. Yeah. It's objectively a bad movie. But like his character's not that <laughs> like it's really There's, not that bad. No. I was expecting. I was actually really expecting a very offensive character. Like that was. I was thinking like. Is it the movie's bad or is it just a very offensive character? And I was like, oh no, it's like the movie is definitely bad, but like <laughs> not offensive at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually surprisingly super unoffensive. I would love to. I was actually thinking about this watching the credits or listening to the credits. I, I keep the credits on after I'm done watching the movie because I'm usually getting I ready too. For, getting ready for bed and I like to hear the score and everything. But I was thinking, man. Garrett, that would be a really fun cosplay for somebody to do. Yeah, wouldn't that be? And especially if they were a blind person. Yeah, they have that to would be. be really freaking cool. Well, yeah, they would have to be. But yeah, that would be really cool. You should do it. I should do it. Like a gender swapped Garrett. I mean, I'd rather yeah. go as Garrett than Kaylee. Yeah, she's kind of a nothing character. <laughs> I know. I don't think her outfit's that no, recognizable it's, it's either. Not, it's not that stupendous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Garrett doesn't really wear anything that's very identifiable. He only, except it for the feels Falcon, like he does. But, yeah. Because, I mean, the cane is great. The cane is great, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just sad because it's really hard for me to, to recommend this movie to anybody. Yes, you should absolutely drop what you're doing and watch Quest for Camelot. Because it's just, unfortunately, bes- besides Garrett being awesome, there just isn't enough there to yeah. be like, yeah, you should totally watch Quest for Camelot again. Well, I mean, if you're going to make a good animated film... And you want to have a main blind character. <laughs> I think that you definitely skip the first 25 minutes. It's, oh, sure. It lags yeah, so whatever. much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could, I think, start, uh, yeah, 30 minutes in or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's good <laughs> to kind of like just, you know, just for free associating some like blind character or, things. Okay, I, tell, tell, you you, know. tell you what, if you really, if you really want to just Google Garrett's song. Honestly, or just YouTube. I'm sure someone's got a supercut out there of like great Garrett moments from Quest for Camelot. <laughs> just know watch that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think if you watch the last hour of the movie, I think you could get some stuff because it's just you know, it's it's maybe people don't find it as fun to like try to figure out why the mix is so bad and like really <laughs> take apart like something that's mm-hmm. gone so wrong, which is like just brings me more joy than anything else in the world. I love it so much. It's, it's truly happy for me. So I'm like, I would love to watch this movie. <laughs> okay. I would, I would absolutely watch it again with friends. No, yeah. no questions asked, but I'm not going to come home on a Friday night and be like, mm, I'm going to throw on quest for Camelot. It's not happening. <laughs> it's true. I would put on the iron giant before I put this I mean, on this again. Is, that's fair. <laughs> the Iron the Iron Giant's amazing. Well, like, if you're going to have a podcast and get to talk about how bad yes, it is, that's I, true. I recommend. I highly recommend. <laughs> so I, I and I'm pretty sure this has been talked about on other 
bad movie podcast. Get a get so. a podcast just so you can watch this movie and and mm-hmm. dunk on it, but also mm-hmm. kind of be like, oh, interesting blind character. Um, yeah. why don't we do our blindness cutie? Sure, like we're, sure, sure. We're um, getting there. We're getting we're getting there. It's gonna happen. Um, I'm going to be fair because I came in after this movie ended. I was like, I'm giving it a 2020. <laughs> I just my whole experience was shitty. However, having talked with you and really thought more about Garrett and about his character and everything, um, I would be happy giving it a a, a twenty one hundred. Okay. Unfortunately, there's just too much shit around the pearl <laughs> that is Garrett that's holding that's holding this character back yeah. for me to recommend for me to rate it any higher. But I mean. That's fair. Same, you know, basically same reasons. I Garrett is awesome. Uh, I I enjoyed, I enjoyed his character very much. Yeah, uh, I just, everything around the movie is, around him is just terrible. <laughs> so there you go, twenty one hundred. I mean, I'm also I was also gonna rate it twenty one hundred. So there you go, <laughs> yeah, this perfect. We matched up perfectly. I'm glad I could bring you to my rating, even without <laughs> you knowing that's what it was gonna be. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, like uh, he's capable. As a character, mm-hmm. he has, you know, his his main crux, even if it is super specific, <laughs> is, <laughs> is still technically ableism. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, I was, you know, it. he doesn't leave when he becomes blind. Like, he's not like, oh, I'm blind. I can't be around people. Right. It's like he had an ally and then experiences so much ableism that then he leaves. And like, yeah, bad movie. A lot of the plot points even that involve him make no sense. Like him, like, <laughs> leaving her, you know, and that's like that's not even it doesn't even really feel like the characters what is it is like dumb plotting that is oh, nonsense yeah, no yeah no 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 it doesn't no yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i think mm-hmm. that like him his generally as a character is like he has he experiences ableism he's a capable person he's figured out a way to make it work and he saves the day the, <laughs> the way the society treats him though very weird like they have a very you know it really is socialism is what they're talking about here and like <laughs> ostracized from the socialist society but then when he saves the day they love him so that I'm like I don't even know what to say about that that's just doesn't I just don't even fucking know what that means (laughs) it definitely doesn't it feels very (laughs) incoherent to me I don't like I'm not I wanted I really wanted to read some sort of like oh the movie is trying to make this problematic argument about like you know like we watch places in the high rows like it's the 80s and the great depression but I'm like I don't even know what the fuck this means (laughs) like it's weird but it's also like completely incomprehensible but yeah so i don't know what's going on with camelot they need to like figure their shit out i'm all about the ubi like yeah yeah rupert i don't fucking know what he's supposed to be i first was i was like is he like the supposed to be the welfare queen but i was like no i think it's just not the 80s we've gone from problematic 80s to just like 90s where nothing made any sense and everyone was like we have enough money for anything so. <laughs> it's just oh my god it, mm. i i'm very much glad we're leaving camelot and i don't i don't want to return unless i am followed by a bunch of knights and uh their servants banging coconuts together i that's uh, that's how i would like to return to camelot would you return if kaylee um was kate was in danger and you had to come back no okay <laughs> 
So you are no. doing the thing we're making fun of Garrett for doing, but even more aggressively. Yeah, yeah no. You're just yeah. like, fuck no. I'm just, I'm, gonna, out. I'm just gonna go fuck off and play with uh, King Arthur and uh, his Knights of the Round Table and watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Cause Wait, you can't you it. can't hang out with them. They're in Camelot. No, but they don't go to Camelot because it's just a very silly place. Yeah, but you got you you're picking Camelot. You gotta go <laughs> gotta go up to some other thing. Okay, fine. I'll go hang out with the kid from a kid in King Arthur's court. Okay. Wait, which kid? <laughs> oh, have you not seen this movie? No. It's based on an old Mark Twain story. It's called yes. A Kid in King Arthur's Court. It's about a, a, a baseball uh, uh, playing kid who gets transported during a baseball game <laughs> back to Camelot and gets to hang out with King Arthur. And there's an evil wizard. And it's great. That sounds it's really awful. fun. That's yeah. I, I, I enjoy that. You should that. check it out. It's really, it's quite terrible. Well, you should play. I mean, I don't know why you're picking baseball of all the things. I, I don't know. It's the plot of the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, well. I don't know. I think that was the original plot of the Mark Twain story. So I, I mean, it but seems I haven't read it, so I don't bizarre know. enough that it, probably, it would be weird if they came up with that. But who knows? They came up with this movie. So <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's okay. it's let's, Quest. Let's we quested. We're, <laughs> our quest is done. <laughs> Um, so what are we what what are we doing next week? Okay, so I don't know what is come over me this year. I guess like it wasn't like just we just did it, but for some reason I'm like let's just do some made for TV movies that are just only available on All YouTube right. from like the 60s and 70s. Yes, apparently this is my new thing. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna find out. Like sometimes I'll look at a trailer or something, but literally I found the YouTube video of the entire movie, and that's what I found. So we can watch the entire movie. Nice. It's called Seven in Darkness. Ooh. Um, it is from 1969, made for TV movie. Um, and it is about just seven blind people on a plane. So groovy. Okay. I'm, I'm here that for is. this. Yeah, I'm like truly don't know a lot about it. So we're good. we're in darkness. Seven in darkness. There's only two of us. God, seven. If only. Can you even imagine being in a room with seven people? No. So we're so so we're we're we're. <laughs> Um, five minus plus two. No, I was trying to make a math joke. There's five of us. It's not gonna happen. Five. Yeah. Okay. So this is a podcast where we do not do math. Nope. I don't do math. Except for I was saying before the podcast that what I did for fun as a child instead of playing with dolls was math problems, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, what are we? blindsided by this week oh, uh, Melissa do you want to go first sure sure so um I'm gonna I'm gonna say that quest for Camelot watching quest for Camelot was was like being in my bad place <laughs> and I would prefer to be in the good place which oh it's gonna be a first finally, TV show? yes which finally I started watching uh wow. this this week I've never seen it I know it's I know it's over there's like four seasons and I know people rave about this show and I just, it just was never on my radar. I just was kind of like, eh, I'll, I'll get to it whenever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I finally did. And I totally understand why people rave about this show. It just gets my sense of humor. It's so awesome yeah. and funny and, and kind of off the wall. But it just feels so meaningful. And it just feels like this is the right time to be watching this show. It's like a cozy blanket type of yeah. show it just it gotta love right. a good show in right. the afterlife <laughs> yeah yeah and <laughs> and it, it has it has a connection because Kristen Bell plays the main character 
she was also in Frozen. Uh, but she's Wait, she's in Frozen. Yeah, I forgot she, about that. She plays Anna. Yeah, I she's forgot on she was on that. Well, yeah. she well, is Veronica Mars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Chris, uh, 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 Kristen Bell's in it. Um, Ted Danson plays uh, love Ted Danson plays Michael. Yeah, and I mean I love the show. He's I've seen all so four great. Of the I, I yes yes, <laughs> and he's so great. Uh, I love Jamila Jamil. Um, oh, she's great. I, I love Chidi. I love just everything about it so far and I'm so excited to be going on this journey and you and a bunch of my friends are like oh my god you're finally watching The Good Place I posted on Facebook that I'm finally watching The Good Place and in like five minutes I got 40 comments wow so I'm very people excited people be like wow so late to the game here. I know I know most people were like welcome we're so glad you found this show I can't wait till you get yeah, to when X, are, Y, and yeah, Z yeah exactly what season it because that matters oh dude no I'm I'm so new I'm on the third episode of the first season I oh my gosh. literally just started watching we're it, in so. quarantine you said you found out about a week ago what have you been doing this whole week <laughs> <laughs> you're just watching the good place. I know I know well okay I'm also I also needed to finish up Cobra Kai and I'm done with Cobra Kai so finally I can put my full attention and on we know how you place. feel about Cobra Kai because it's love, never been mentioned I in love Cobra Kai <laughs> so much i don't know do you Ooh, i love it you, it's never been one <laughs> I of your i love it so much because i'm like should i talk about cobra kai no i think i'll talk about something else but i should okay that's so yeah so the good place and and also cobra kai <laughs> that's good you always gotta get those two in um yeah yeah good place is great um yeah I'll tell you all the things that happen, and no, I'm not gonna. We've no, spoiled a lot of things. Don't. The good places, like you could truly don't spoil, spoil it. No, in a please way that don't. I would not do on a podcast. I, yeah, I want to find out. No, I would. Own. No, of course I'm not gonna do that. Good. Um, <laughs> so, what about you? Um, so, what um, I'm blindsided by this week um, is. I got my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, so. congratulations! <laughs> it's very exciting. Hey, I <laughs> um, got my healthcare worker adjacent privilege, um, but I it was just um, a very like it was very exciting. Um, they're doing it at the convent Oregon Convention Center, so like technically sort of difficult as a blind person um like conrad was with me the whole time so he was being my guide but i was also like there's a lot of volunteers so normally if i had gone alone i'm sure people like someone else would have just done that and it was just i had a guide so they didn't do that but there was they had it was very like set up it was very painless getting the freaking vaccine oh my god i was like they put the rubbing alcohol on my shoulder and then i was like oh so i'm waiting for like they I hear I feel like a tiny little bit of pressure on my shoulder I'm like okay so when's when are they gonna actually do the vaccine she's like okay that's it and I was like what when did you do the oh, vaccine you, you had a good nurse <laughs> yeah it was very I was like oh my gosh I'm sure the next time I'll get punished for this I mean I really don't want them to do my left arm because then I, I really I'm gonna have to go to work at some point and probably will want to be able to write anything um so I'm like oh I might have to do my right arm so I'm like it's probably gonna hurt more but it's actually it was sore last mm-hmm. night and this was gone it yesterday and it's actually a lot less sore right now so I don't know maybe I'm, I could be just one of the lucky ones but it's been it was an awesome experience I'm very excited my, I'm also very very happy that both of my grandmothers have now 
been vaccinated um, for their first one, and I got it on the same day as my one of my grandmothers, oh. and now I'm getting my second dose the day after my other grandmother. So very exciting. Um, I'm just really happy to, and I'm also, this is now old news, but uh, they just had a, a court case, and now, like, everyone in Oregon who's incarcerated is phase 1A. Hell so I'm, like, yes. So fucking happy. Oh, about that's this. so good. Yeah. Yes. Oh so, my God. Good news. Fantastic. I'm very excited. I hope we get more vaccines soon. Um, but I'm just like, I just fucking love vaccines so much. <laughs> they be so happy. I, I love them. I cannot wait to get mine. I'm, yeah. I am, I've never been so excited for a shot in my life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, very excited. I'm such a weird person. I've always loved vaccines. I'm like, they make it so you don't have to go to the doctor later on. Hey. Like, they're like, oh, my favorite thing. Everybody makes vaccines. You know, we, you know, now everyone's getting credit for making vaccines. But even before COVID, I was like, the true heroes of the world, <laughs> vaccines. So good great i love them so much so um yeah so that's my plug vaccines obviously at this point most people are like yeah i understand why vaccines are good now <laughs> but like get all get as many as you're you know as you need to but like yeah definitely get them they're great um so yeah that's why that's, that's what i was uh, blindsided by and i was blindsided by how little it hurt but i don't know i'm sure everyone's experience is different i'm sure it did hurt for some people it was just i'm sure i got lucky but still um i don't want people to be like what i got in it did hurt you lied um but yeah so that's that's my my exciting thing hopefully i can't wait until you get to also talk about I your know. vaccine experience I, i'm counting down the days i'll be very thankful when i can actually share my story as well yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to literally everyone getting vaccinated mm-hmm. very soon i mean i'm just gonna put it out there it's the secret just assume that it's gonna happen very soon and it will because that's how the world works fingers crossed yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our theme song is by lucia Pisano. our youtube is citizen white cane podcast you can turn on the closed captions on there um as well our twitter is white cane pod our facebook and our instagram are both citizen white cane and our email is citizen white cane pod at gmail.com if you'd like to leave us a voice message there's a link in the show notes um what did you work on quest for camelon did you were you one of the people who left (laughs) (laughs) oh can you do a better version of of ruber's villain song (laughs) (laughs) and um what would be like in if you had like a time specific or culturally appropriate uh, I mean culturally appropriate is probably not the right word but like something that's not anachronistic a cane that you could use at different eras and different climates and and biomes or whatever Um, are you a a conjoined dragon who spouts pop culture references if you are we want to talk to you (laughs) just no weird homophobic shit yeah no Um, please please Uh, any of those things leave us a voice message um, and the link in the show notes Um, come back next week we're gonna do seven in darkness we're gonna find out mostly entirely what that is Um, (laughs) and if you want to follow along it's all on YouTube um but we'll we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you were what? Tall? Rugged? Handsome? Uh, blind. You know I always forget that.